For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are around the 717 week one with my co-host, Aaron Frederick. I am Carl CJ Frederick. How you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great, brother. Um, I wish my picks were a little bit better from last week, but uh, we're going to get by and we're going to move forward. I'm excited to discuss this week and uh, go over last week a little bit with you. Yeah, you did terrible last week, but we'll get more into that here in a second. <laughs> we actually both, you and I, went 11 and 14 in our picks. and cu- But a couple of our fearless writers, Mr. Matthew, the the Obernator Ober, uh, and Colin <laughs> C. Rich, Tank Tops Richardson went 14 and 11. That was uh, pretty impressive, I'll say that. I'll say yeah, that. I noticed that too. They, they racked up some good picks. Um, the young ones got talent, I'll say that. You know, yeah. it's a it's a long it's a long season. So uh, I'm going to catch up here and take the crown home this year. But um, yeah, they got off to a good start. So I'm happy for them. Yeah. Tell us now you were at Westchester Manheim Central. Tell us about your game first. A quick recap of that. This Manheim Central looks yeah. like they might be the real deal, man. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was very impressed by Manheim Central. Um Shout out Coach Shear. Uh, played with him in high school. Um, they are a very well-coached team. They came out ready to play. You know, I got there, and Westchester East looked like they had about 100 kids on their team. Yeah, you were texting me that. Their their fan base was ready to go, and, you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Central came yeah. out with, you know, around half of that, less than half of that many kids. So I was like, all right, you know, it's going to be a pretty good game. Right off the bat, um, it was apparent that Central was just going to be a great defensive team. Uh, Rocco Doherty was – I jumped jumped in a short pass early on, ran it back for six. Um, there was one point, I think it was – it might have been tied up. It might have been 14-7. Um, Westchester East had a nice long run, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be a shootout. Yeah. But it just – you know, Zach or yeah, Zach Hahn, the quarterback for Central, had a really good game. You know, he he was just making all the right throws. And like I said, man, they're they're so well coached. Um, I think they had a few nice passes to that receiver enter line. Yeah, you wrote and you were talking about him. He's a nice player. Nice, yeah, nice young player. He's uh he's fast, really fast, and they they designed a lot of good routes for him. And uh yeah, the offense was doing well, but mainly it was Rocco Doherty on that defense. Yeah. He did he have yeah. three? Did that three scores? Three, unless I saw it wrong, he had three defensive touchdowns, and the first one was a pick six, which he jumped perfectly. It was a bad throw, but he jumped it, ran it back, and the second one, I believe he, um, okay, yeah, he blocked a punt and caught it 
or I, I don't know if he actually blocked it, but caught it, ran it back in for a touchdown. I'm like, okay, two touchdowns. That's ridiculous. And then later on, clean strip of the ball carrier and walks it in for a touchdown. At that point, the game was way out of hand. And, uh, yeah, Westchester East just didn't have enough enough for him. That, that defense is very good for Man It sounds Central. like Man I'm Central is the real deal. We're going to recap some more games. But speaking of recaps, we have a special guest. And the game went, then who had the winning touchdown, the winning quarterback, three-year starter for McCaskey, Matthew Ramos. He is joining us here shortly. He is jumping on now. Connect. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We didn't want to get you in the you know the middle of practice or anything like that, but you know, let's start off. Congrats on the win, man. Starting out the season right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Great win. Great feeling. Aaron, uh, my my brother Aaron has a question for you right off the bat. Yeah, first off, I want to know where McCaskey found a guy 6'5 that can sling it all over the field, man. <laughs> yeah, I watched no. your highlights, man. I got to say, I'm really impressed with you. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm upset my brother didn't tell me about you earlier. But, uh, yeah, congrats on the win, man. Um, that last play – had me all kinds of hyped up. You're running, you're running in for the touchdown. So great job with that, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So, well, break us down to that play because it was a wild sequence of events, Matt. Like you, you guys had you were going in for the winning score, um, and then it got called back, or and, uh, and then it was overtime. So take us through that whole sequence. So yeah, right before overtime, you know we were going to take the shot, try and get the hail mary right before overtime because we was tied 24-24, but. Unfortunately, I rolled out a little bit, threw it out of bounds, and then went right into overtime. We decided to put the defense out there first because we had confidence and knew they could make the stop. And then we were just, you know, running the ball, running hard, got down to the three, a little little bobble on the snap. So I had to take it outside because of their being crashed right away and then just, you know, re- reached my arm across and scored. Was that a broken play, kind of like a broken play there? Yeah, yeah, it was a little broken play. Yeah, yeah. So – I also noticed earlier in the game um, the slant you threw um, that the kid uh, – yeah, your receiver took it, you know, I want to say about 40, 50 yards. Yeah. That was a be- beautiful throw over the middle, man. It looks like you got a good connection with that guy. Yeah, Dre, he's a sophomore receiver, I believe. He's crazy talented. He's going to have a super bright future. Now, Matt, you – and you talked to him. He's a sophomore, too, and you, you guys lost – you had – 20 some seniors last year you lost a couple of kids in the offseason for various issues how's that been like because you've been a starter there for what three years now and you've seen all the changes between players and coaches like how's that been an adjustment for you man yeah it's crazy you know like going into high school you think you have like a set program you know everybody's going to be there everybody's going to be ready but you know that's just part of part of the job you got to be able to take the adversity take the change and just take whatever's handed to you and apply it I love it. I love it, man. We're we're pulling for we're pulling for you here this year. Yeah, You're doing we were great. all we were all texting each other during that game, and uh, we we're we we're really hoping you guys pulled that one out. So that was awesome, man. Yeah, and I was telling telling my brother, and my dad, man. Week one, game one is so important in high school. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, try not to get ahead of yourself and take one week at a time with it. But yeah, I know yeah. Uh, you guys got a tough matchup this week. So, yeah, talk uh, to us more about E-Town because I saw them Saturday morning. They, they can sling it, man. Tell us about your matchup with E-Town. Yeah, they run, they run a lot of zones. So, you know, we're just going to be able to 
Like last year, we were able to air it out, even though we lost uh, Isaac Burks and Josiah Gray. I still feel like, you know, DeAndre Jones, Zayden, they're able to replace those little holes that we lost. And I feel like our running back, Stephen Lavender, he's definitely going to be able to help us out a lot against the Eton defense. All right, that's good. I mean, that'll be a fun one. That'll be your – and they're, they're coming to McCaskey, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw them. They tore – I'm sure you saw it on film, Matt, but they tore apart Donegal's defense, which had a lot of starters back. You know, yeah. I mean, got Josh Rudy, like yourself, he's been a, a quarterback there for a couple years. So, you know, very similar in experience. So, mm-hmm. could be another shootout on your hands. Who knows? Yeah, great competition. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now tell us more. Like, what? Um, I know you you were a league fund medalist in the javelin and, and districts too. And now, what's your co- plans for college? You're you going to play football. You're going to throw a little bit, or what's your plans? You no, know, just whatever gives me the best opportunity. I'd love to play football. Football is my number one sport, but you know, whatever. Obviously, money is involved. You got suit who has the best education, best distance, and whatever gives me the best college experience. Yeah, man, I, I didn't realize you threw the jab. And uh, how, so, how many years you've been throwing the javelin? Uh, this is my second year. Uh, my first year would have been freshman year, but we, you know, COVID happened, so that really shut everything down. And then, but this is my second year doing it. I'm sure you're glad to be, you know, getting past this COVID stuff and out there with your boys battling. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, that's great, Matt. We're we're really support. Uh, proud of you and you know that must have been a thrilling win on Saturday and we'll let you get to you know you got your hands full with E-Town this week so we'll let you get to it man we appreciate you coming on buddy yeah I appreciate you guys having me all right man we'll go check him out give him a follow what's your what's your Twitter name Matt Matthew Rimmel just my my entire full name and last name give him a follow you want to check out some good big time highlights this kid's the real deal folks listen to him check him out check him out he's going to be carving up E-Town secondary this weekend so Yes, sir. Let's go tornadoes. Yes, sir. Go big <laughs> All right, Matt. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Great stuff there. That was Matthew Ramos. He's McCaskey's starting quarterback. He's been the starter there for three years. And, you know, just you saw it. He's a humble kid. That's Yep. You know, he's just very mature for his age. You know, because, I mean, you know, kids, he talked about it. Kids go through adjustments. But this is a kid. He's been through two different head coaches. Um, they, they had a senior class last year of 20 plus kids that they lost all them. And they lost, you know, on his line, Julian LaRue, who was over at Manheim Township and Shamir Covington, who I believe is Manheim Township as well. That's a whole nother story, but you know, we'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he just, you know, he did, it didn't bother. You could tell it doesn't bother him. He's just rolling with the punches and going yeah. wherever the wind takes him. As they say, I'm, I'm fascinated by our, our conversation with him. I, I mean, Obviously, I'm getting back into the the Lancaster Lebanon League, and um, yeah, just to see a you know homegrown kid, you know, playing for McCaskey, getting a win in week one, like that's so cool. I mean, that's that's great for their program, and it know, really I, is. And you don't, I mean, the the win is not to be downplayed either, too, because I know I had some texts from some friends that John Bartram was really down, but I I just, I mean, from what I'm hearing, you know, they were the champs of their public league in Philadelphia last year. They yeah. had some guys back. It was in their home field. Remember, they they were the ones who had it switched from Villanova to back to their field. So McCaskey had to adjust on the fly. McCaskey went in there, got mm-hmm. the W. 
Um, a big win for the Red Tornadoes to start out the season. Second year in a row that Coach Thompson has won his first game. Yeah, and it just – I watched his highlights, uh, the highlights of the game, and he, he really can sit in that pocket and throw. And they got a nice nice little offense there with that pistol that they run. Yeah. And that last play, I, that's why I wanted to ask him if it was a broken play because it, it looks like nothing's there, and he just grinded it out to get that last touchdown it was it was cool to watch and I'm, I'm sure everybody was loving it in person so you have to i mean that is their matchup against e-town is such an intriguing matchup we're going to talk about these games here in a second i almost want to change my pick now but i can't yeah you're too late it's already submitted picks go up <laughs> tomorrow for our, our listening viewers um but uh that that matchup elizabeth town goes into mccaskey and you know I picked E-Town, too, to win. I'll, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. So what I saw out of E-Town, they have a quarterback just like Ramosh, who's been there in that system for a good bit. He can sling it. Um, the other thing E-Town has, McCaskey does, and they have received – I mean, their, their skill positions are all returning. And this guy, their receiver, Braden Cummings, does it all for the Elizabethtown Bears. He had four touchdown receptions and an interception. He picked one off yeah. of Donegal's quarterback, Bachman, at the end of the game. So that's it's a tough matchup, you know. They go in there. I mean, it could, and honestly, like I going into the game, I, I would have favored E Town by a couple touchdowns. But now it's it's kind of a pickup game. You're right. Yeah, and you know what I noticed, and it, maybe not just for that game. Um, man, there were some stats from from those games last week. I mean, I you got the Hoover from Hempfield who ran for like 185 yards. You just don't see stuff like that too often. And then, you know, three defensive touchdowns in the central game and just wild, know. a wild week zero of football altogether. Yeah. I mean, it just capped it off with, you know, we just had Ramos on the McCaskey's overtime thriller. But I was at a game in E-Town Donegal on Saturday that, you know, it was a shootout. Like at one point, nobody was stopping either one. Now, E-Town and Coach Stokes, congrats to him on his first win as a head coach. They settled in defensively and, it was just too much for uh, Coach Rinsberg's squad at Donegal to keep mm-hmm. up. Um, E-Town is going to – in terms of – like we talked about uh, previously Section 3, I saw two teams this past week that I would say right now I'm pretty confident saying are the predominant favorites. One is being E-Town, but the other one is Solanco. Now, I Friday night, and the shocker in my mind of the weekend was Solanco going into Willow Street and knocking off LS to win the Milk Jug Bowl. I did not, I'll be honest with you, I did not know it was called that, but I think that is awesome. And the fact that those 20, what you said, like 26 seniors? It's down to 24. Coach Cox confirmed with me before pregame, it's 24. That that game sounded like an absolute blast to go to, and I I was jealous that you were there. And for Solanco to win that, that is huge, huge for them this season. Like, I, I... I mean, that probably was going to be one of their biggest tests, and they they passed with flying colors, man. Yeah, they really did. It was – you could tell uh, early on that Solanco was not going to be bulled over or pushed bullied by Lampage of Strasburg. You know, it, it made a difference with those seniors, but they had some other kids that, you know, contributed too. Uh, but Solanco was not there to just be ro- rolled on. From the from the get go, even when they they yeah. got down twenty one to seven, I looked at Dave Byrne, who's a longtime excellent Hall of Fame writer for LMP, and I said, 
Dave, is this going to turn into a shootout? I, I mean, and he looks at me and goes, yeah, maybe. But we both kind of knew Solanka wasn't going to go away. And they just bleed you to death with that triple option that you know really well. Yeah. Um, they, they, they threw six times the whole game. But they just, you know, it's not – I mean, they got some speed, but most of the runs, four or five yards, four or five yards, get a first, same thing. Just the whole way down the field. Yeah. Um, Lamb Peter Strasburg, you know, they – they must be kicking themselves because they were up, what was it, 35-34, you know, and they have this nice back in Carson Coleman, a junior. Yep. That was, you know, gashing the Mules' defense, and he gets it all the way down to the two-yard line, and then the very next play, Trenton Wagner, Berkeley's brother, couldn't handle like a bobble, kind of a bobble, a little bit of a high shotgun snap, and Slanko mm-hmm. – pounces on it all the way up to the 14-yard line, and there were still like five, six minutes left, and they just slowly, with that triple option, ran right down the field. They hit a couple – Mellinger, the quarterback, two-year two starter, um, hit a couple, couple of passes over the middle. Not much, though, and they got all the way down, and Elijah Cunningham uh, – or Elijah Robinson. What's his last name? Oh, it's killing me. He ran it in from about eight yards out. Uh, but then LS had a chance at the end, Aaron, with 22 yeah. seconds left. They, 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 and within a span of two plays, they got to the 17 yard line. And if Solanco went to this prevent defense, which I didn't understand, I don't know why teams do that any, at any level. Right. They, the very first play out of the, off the kickoff after Solanco went up 40 to 35 because they missed the two point try. Um, Wagner just hits a quick screen to Hildebrand, a nice receiver who's going to be a, nightmare for Penn Manor come Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, he got he gets them to about the 50, and the next play, they just run the same exact play to the right side with Coleman, just the running back screen. He gets to the 17-yard line with two seconds left, and they had a shot to win it there at the end because of that prevent defense, but, you know, Wagner's pass at the end fell just short. And Oh, heartbreaker. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. It was a stunning heartbreaker. You could tell LS and their fan base, and I love them to death. They were not used to that. Like I was getting texts from um, Logan like that normally. They don't. They were stunned, and it's like, how yeah. dare Slanko come in there and and uh, take their lunch money, which <laughs> not necessarily did, but they went in there and beat him. And but like Slanko, what I love about Slanko, they have this business is casual approach. Like you, I mean, they were happy that they won. But it was just like, okay, now we got to get ready for Cocalico. Now it's like the Bill Belichick, Ronda Cocalico, Ronda Cocalico. Yeah. Um, you would, you know, I'll say this if Penn Manor beats LS Friday, it'll be a much more jubilation because they haven't beaten him in eight, eight nine years. But Solanco, you know, like talking with their coach, like, yeah, thanks. You know, we worked hard. You didn't give much. You what? They're that's, just, that's pretty cool. <laughs> they're, you could tell Solanco is on a mission. I would say out of them in E Town, they're my, early pick the win section three we'll see how the season plays out because Solanco has to go they come home and welcome an underrated Cocalico squad this week and then the following week they have to travel to Penn Manor and you know what a classic rivalry yeah I think people make the mistake of going you know we're playing Solanco and you know thinking you know you're gonna get a rollover team but I they are always tough, man. I've always said that they're they're tough nosed. I, I mean, that area they're they're just tough players, and they they've always got a few guys that have speed more than you can imagine. And uh, yeah, they make games tough that shouldn't be that tough. And I think this year 
they have the class, the senior class to prove it. Yeah. And then that's a great, great point that uh, Mellinger, Brody Mellinger, their excellent quarterback who he talked about too. He said those seniors, they've been playing together since they were nine years old. Mm-hmm. That's just incredible. So they deserve something like this and they're, but they, they know, I mean, just like most of the LL teams, there's no, there's no uh, walk in the park. There's no, uh, you know, lie coming on your schedule. You know, you just breeze through or anything. <laughs> um, just kidding. But says, I mean, they go to, they have Cocalico and then Penn Manor was speaking of other games, Penn Manor, you know, we're going to had a nice win over Conestoga Valley. They have to travel to Willow street this week. And that's a tough, tough matchup for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm shaky about that game. I really I think it could go either way. Um, you know, I think a lot of it depends on Eli this week. Eli Warfel, the quarterback at Penn Manor, um, had a good first week, ran all over the Buckskins. Um that he did. And I think LS is gonna be hungry. And it's at LS, right? Yep, it's at LS and there. I mean, we got. We'll they're gonna be steep. upset. They're gonna be upset. Exactly. I don't think they're gonna go quietly. And um, you know, no, I think it's it, a pretty even game. It it, it it's it, there's so many matchups every week. There's just like, the matchups are so, like like fifty fifty. Like this week, what else? Now, one, you're right. LS is gonna be angry. Two, this might be Penn Manor. This is probably Penn. This might be Penn Manor's best team in the John Brubaker era. Um. But all, but the one thing at LS that I think they'll start to use more is they're not. I mean, obviously Coleman's going to be a nice running back, but Hildebrand, who played for them last year, they're going to need to get him going in the passing game. You know, Penn is pretty tough in their front seven. Um, I do know they have some concerns with the secondary, and Hildebrand is so quick. You know, he's just catching those wide receiver screens. He could be a natural. I expect that to be a matchup problem for the Comets. Yeah. Yeah, and Penn Manor going into LS, I know it's not a great history of playing there. Um, right. You know, I, I just think it's going to depend on Eli and uh, Stewart, the running back. Uh, Spencer Stewart, Noah Bolin, uh, Jonathan Oseman. Uh, they they used it. Uh, Coach Boas, who calls the offense there, um, that, that slap, that slap, you know what. Shout um, out, Coach Boas. Yeah. yeah, he's a slap, you know what. Can't say that, <laughs> the D word here. <laughs> on the high school podcast, but uh, he, you know, he likes to mix it up. He, they love Penn Manor, loves the Veer too. And you know, he I uh talked to him after their game against Conestoga Valley because you know they won pretty handily 27 13. But in reality, from everybody you talked to, Penn Manor dominated the game, they should have scored about 40 plus yeah. points. So he wasn't happy with a couple of their turnovers. I know they had one fumble right before the half at the goal line, they had, um, Warfel had an interception. Um, they had you know, a couple of fumbles three fumbles, I think, total. So um, Take that away. They'd probably win that game 40 to 7 instead of yeah. 27 to 13. So that, that score was a lot closer than what the game really showed. You know, Constable Valley sounds like they're, you know, they're going to they, they're gonna have some struggles early on. They're missing a lot of kids. They have a new coach there. Um, but they do have Daniel Boone this week. So I think Coach Stepanski gets his first win as a head coach this week. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that as well. I, you said – now, correct me if I'm wrong. Joel or Coach Boas is calling the plays there now. At yes. PM? Yes. What one thing I know, I coached, you know, obviously coaching with him in the past. 
he's a very creative play caller and he he lets you know he he's open to ideas and stuff it's one of the reasons why i love coaching with him he's uh he's very creative and always willing to accept new ideas or schemes and i think it's only going to help Penn manor and those kids you know they know coach boas they they've been with him for a long time now probably from b team all the way up until high school and they they ride for him so you know they do it, it's going to be a good season for them yeah but it's it's tough for them too because they have LS this week where they haven't beaten in nine years. Then they have, then they, the next Has week, they've been nine years at, at least because Mealy's Man. coach Mealy's last year, they lost to LS too. Um, but you know, they have at LS this week and then Solanco comes to town the following week. That's not going to be easy. And then they get in the section one play. Um, yeah. The other thing too, about this matchup that seven, one, seven broke the story first. John Mannion is on Penn Manor's staff now. Oh, yeah, we broke, yep. We broke that story. Keep forgetting right? that, but, yeah, that's such an asset, man. It's a huge asset, and you know, you know, as if you're going up against your former team, that Coach Mannion is just licking his chops with knowledge to yes. go against them. So that is – that cannot be underplayed. I mean, Coach Mannion is – you know, who, those who don't know, he, Coach Mannion won a lot of games at LS, and he is a, a, a legend there. Or, yeah, and – when we broke the story here at 717 that he was joining their staff, that is one of the – I mean, again, we, I didn't even get an interview with him because he it wasn't official at the time. When we broke the story, um, it was one of our most retweeted, liked, uh, yeah. posted articles that we've done. And I've interviewed football head coach – I mean, or college co- and NFL coaches. I've interviewed yeah. Daryl Daniel. I've interviewed uh, – talked with Jerry Johnson, some big-time names. And this story with John – Mannion being on Penn Manor's staff was that that, that shook up the, the LL and I remember I I said something to you like right off the bat because I I couldn't believe it you know it's just like uh, it was such a big change in the league I, I mean that guy was a staple he was there when I was there ten years ago and you, you knew you were going up against a very well coached and well respected guy in Coach Mannion and yeah. that was part of, that was part of the allure the the thing that made it tough playing ls man no and it's like that every year even when they're down which i don't think they will be this year i think they're going to be fine um yeah. but every year they're tough i mean coach Rittenauer brings the same message too and he's doing a great job there and what i mean he's it has to be said he is one of the classiest coaches i've ever met like even after the game i don't always like to talk to the, the losing side because i don't want to bug him too much yeah. as a reporter yeah. um but i said hey coach you know all the best this season thanks a lot he's like yeah you, you know he's just really complimentary said thanks thanks for the interview because i did a pregame interview with him and you know he didn't have to do that you know in fact he went out of his way to do that just shows a lot about his character and he'll he'll write the ship there it's it's i mean ls Penn manor though is a pick'em game i mean you're yeah. not the only one all my other writers uh, were texting me the same thing like who do we pick who do we pick and i i don't know i i, I might have you know like you said i tend to go with my heart instead of my brain in these is that what you told me via text? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do. You, you let your emotions Oh, you're 100% way. correct. That's why I picked – I mean, Penn Manor, but I also picked Redding two weeks in a row because I, my good I'm friend is the head coach there. These, I'm deciding to go into these picks with no emotion this year because I have been away from the 717 for a while, and uh, I don't want these picks to be personal. You know, I, you know, if – 
if people want to give me, you know, talk trash to me afterwards, that's fine with me, man. I, I embrace it. But um, I do too. I, I love it. I love it's a new feature. I'm picking teams that I never thought I would ever pick in my entire life, you know, and it's only, well, week one, like you would say, but it's only the second week of picks. Right. Right. So, and uh, it's fun. There's with, I mean, with the LL merger, there's so many games that yeah. um, we can talk about here. Like, for example, this one. So, first of all, uh, real quick. So, Stephen McCloskey did a great job covering uh, the Bud Kyle yes. Bowl, is going to be covering Penn, Man- Penn Manor at LS. Um, but talking about um, some other games upcoming, I'm going to be at yours truly, that is, at, at Blue Streak Boulevard as Dallas Town comes into Mannheim Township. Uh, and Dallas Town is coming off of – kind of got their butts kicked by Hempfield. Yeah. And Mannheim Township is coming off a heartbreaking loss to Cumberland Valley. How do you see this game going? I got Township by at least two touchdowns. No, I'm not I'm, – I'm not No, 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 that's that. fine. Um, I think – Township, you know, I think what they lost to Cumberland Valley in a close one. Cumberland Valley is a great program. Um, they get like a hundred thousand kids out for the team every year. And I'm sure that is not a good week one matchup. And I just don't see Mannheim Township going out 0 and 2. And uh, Dallas Town um, sounds like they have that stud wide receiver, Kenny Johnson. Kenny Johnson, big time recruit going to University of Pitt. He yeah, he's a, a touchdown. Problem. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the thing, and that's what um, so Colin Richardson was at that game. Obviously, he was all the Hempfield games. And he did a nice job with that, like he always does. But uh, mm-hmm. he mentioned so in the recap of their game, they got out thirteen nothing on Hempfield, and then Hempfield scored thirty unanswered points. Johnson caught one of those touchdown passes, but then Hempfield and Coach Ager's squad really clamped down on him. They got him and Michael Scott, who's I believe a sophomore there. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be the next big thing now, but I, I kind of agree. With you. I picked Township too because yeah. they, they had Cumberland Valley beat. Cumberland Valley beat them on a 70 yard pass play late in the game. Um, but man, I'm Township. If, if they don't, I mean, the only way I see Dallas Town competing is if what it kind of did with Hemfield, but then times 10 because they got out on Hemfield, but then they couldn't, you know, stop a nosebleed. Grant Hoover ran like, you know, he was Craig James or something. And he couldn't be stopped. <laughs> Grant Hoover's an excellent football player. Absolutely. And, and, and Coach Edgar did a great job going into Dallas Town spanking them. But I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. I think Township will get ahead and just kind of handle this because they're pissed off about their loss. Yeah, and I, I they have, they're uh, another program very well coached. Um, I see them coming out winning big in this one. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, you usually yeah. are. <laughs> I think this is blue streaks all the way. Yeah, and man, I'm Township is going to be a, another another force to be reckoned with this year. They need to get back off or back in the win column because their schedule doesn't get any easier coming up. Um, real quick, shout out to Landon Kennel. He is their junior wide receiver. He's an excellent football player. He did an interview with me that's going up on the site tomorrow. Really humble kid. I asked him about like what's it you feel any extra pressure without playing with guys like Anthony Ivey and Isaiah Jones. And, you know, he's just yeah. he's a grinder. He's sticking to the grind. And he had 11 catches and two touchdowns in their loss against Cumberland Valley. 11 catches. Wow. Okay. I didn't I didn't see that stat. But, yeah, man, that's that's great. And it, they have that – you know, their QB is excellent. Hayden, Hayden Johnson is going to 
you know, he's a junior this year. He's going to be one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the state. He's a yeah. great kid, too. His brother's on staff there. You got to know them pretty well, but Hayden's a really humble kid. He's the kid last year. He carved up Cocalico and Cocalico last year for like five touchdowns, like four in the first half. I'm like, oh, man. I, I say to him as a reporter at the end of the game, I'm like, oh, man, what happened in the second half? And like, he didn't know how to take He's like, oh, I don't know. We just didn't have it together. I'm like, he just threw for five touchdowns. And I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was busting his chops, but he's such a humbled, hardworking kid. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, so we're both going. All right, so we're both going, man. I'm township in that one. And we recapped, you know, Enfield really took Dallas Town's lunch money in the second half of that game. 30 unanswered points. Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, that's Coach Edgar all the way. And, and uh, feeding that rock to Grant Hoover. Um, he was – I watched his highlights of that game. Yeah, you did a nice write-up of him too. Is he like a ground and pound guy or is he like more of a – yeah, no, he, he's got really good speed once he gets in the open field, but his ability to shed tacklers stood out to me. Um, yeah, there was a few plays in there where, you know, guys would get a hold of his leg and he'd shake it off and get five, ten more yards. And, I mean, he might have had more than 185 yards in that game, and that is just, you know, was absurd. They, it was, I think there was a miscalculation because originally I saw 200 yards then yeah. I saw 198. Then I saw 185. Yeah. Oh, he, no. He had a monster game. He was all over the field. I mean, he's got great speed. Um, yeah, he's a good, good kid. Good follow on Twitter. Um, he, he posts his highlights. So mm-hmm. that helps me out when evaluating. And um, they got some studs on that team. So I, I think uh, Hemfield's due for a really good season. And a great, coach, a-, a great coach who cares about him and uh, is uh, – you know, setting his his guys up for success. Yeah, Coach Edgar, he really is, and he's all about the program. Um, they're, they're a sleeper for Section 1. I don't even know if you can call Hempfield a sleeper, but in terms of the favorites, they're, they're one of them for Section yeah. 1. And that way they were proven right. Now they, But they, again, this is all about scheduling. Nobody has any, any cupcakes anymore. They turn around this week and welcome a York team that is uh, expected to – be a contender come district and possibly state playoffs. They lost the Woodland Hills on the last play of the game. They had the ball at the goal line in, in Florida. Jaheim White, the stud running back, was going to West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, he, he got stuffed in the backfield. But they came back in that game, York, that is, and almost beat a really good Woodland Hills squad. So Enfield doesn't get any, you know, no yeah. cupcakes this week with York coming to town. Yeah, no, I got to check again. But, um, I, I went, I went Black Knights in this one. Um, I could be way off on this, but I, I think, I think Hempfield's just going in the right direction, and you know, coming off a loss, York, they really depend heavily on Jaheim White. Uh, yeah, that, don't um, sleep on Sam um, Stoner too. Like Sam Stoner is, a, you know, he's coach's son. And, um, he's a great kid. I interviewed him last year for the site. Really humble kid, he, but he's a nice player too. He had a nice game. He's going to get some um, Division two looks, possibly some FCS looks. He's a good quarterback. Um, but York really had a chance to win that game. It was a heartbreaker for them. So they're pissed off, and they come to Hempfield. And, you know, let's be real. Lancaster and York, like that rivalry doesn't get talked about enough because of the War yeah. of the Roses stopped happening. But, you know, working out in York last year, I got the sense that York – 
has this feeling like they're the little brother compared to Lancaster, and like Lancaster looks down upon them. So they get up for these games yeah. every year. Now, now, sometimes it doesn't matter when you, you know, have a kid like Grant Hoover, you can't stop as you yeah. Dallas did last week. But you know, don't don't sleep on that too. Like York teams always get up to play Lancaster schools, regardless. Yeah, no, I, I remember back when I played uh, going and we, we would seven on seven York uh, all the time and they always had talent. I, I mean, division one guys were, were yeah. talking and uh, yeah, so no, I mean, that, that one's going to be a good one. And yeah, I, I didn't even think about the York um, Lancaster thing, but you don't think about it as much now, Aaron, because the War of the Roses stopped. I think back before you were, yeah. Like this is going on 15 years. I think after our our other brother Paul got out of school, like maybe a year or two later, it stopped. Um, so that has something to do with it. Um, but no, I mean, I was I was there last year at a, at a game at Central York, who was a state powerhouse. Yeah. Um, last year when they brought in when Hempfield went into play there, I interviewed uh, uh, one of Central York's Hall of Famers, one of my former coworkers. Uh, for the game, and he talked about it too. He gave a pre-game speech, which is on, on record, saying, "Yeah, Lancaster, you know they, they don't, tr- they, they look down on you guys, and you know they look down on York." He was talking about York as a city. Yeah. So there's definitely truth to that too. Um. So Colin Richardson will be covering that for us. Let me see who you picked now that. Now that you're I definitely in. never felt that. I mean, just speaking for myself, I never felt that way about York, but I could see it now that you bring it no, up. No, no, I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. Like, most, like, except for maybe McCaskey, most Lancaster schools um, don't think that way. And maybe Wilson, because they're state power, and, and especially since they knocked off Central York last year, does a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things, like, what's what James Franklin say? You know, we treat, we treat, you know, you know Pitt, and when he was talking about Pitt a couple of years ago, it's one of the greatest post-game speeches of all time mm-hmm. you know when Pitt when Pitt beat us they acted like it was their Super Bowl when we beat them we treated them like we treat every team like Akron you know that's kind of like a lot of <laughs> awesome. teams, you know it's yeah it's one of the greatest speeches of all time Pat Narduzzi's a you know anyways <laughs> Franklin clowned him but uh Lancaster teams a lot like have that same mindset kind of what you just said too it's not like we we think, oh, I mean, oh, we got York this week, or we got Central York, or we got Dallas Town. You know, outside of the stardom that some of those teams have, they're not thinking like this is like like the hatred that you know. If we had Ramos on, that he probably has for like Hemfield or Penn Manor, he probably doesn't have that for York. Yeah, you know? and I didn't as a player either. No, yeah, I mean, we all we never really crossed paths with him when I was there. I mean, other than. Yeah, Penn Manor used to scrimmage Central York, um, but that was about it. So yeah, it never really came about. But you—that's why. You, that's why the. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you, and everybody, but yours truly took Hemfield in that game. So if I'm gonna make a run, it's gonna start this week with York beating Hemfield. But I could. I'm, you fit. You pick York. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. All right, that I'm uh, passionately against you yet again. And, that, and that's fine because you'll lose again, like you always do. But uh, that, <laughs> that um, Colin will be covering that. That is such an intriguing matchup because York can't start out zero and two, but it's in Hempfield and they have a great atmosphere for their. You know that firsthand. Yep. That's going to be a packed house. That's probably I told Colin this 
I said, man, every week I keep giving you the best game in the county. And he just yeah. laughed, you know, because he knows to Hempfield. Oh, you know, Hempfield hey. wants to play. Coach Edgar wants to play these squads. He does a great job, Colin Richardson. I was, uh, I was following his every his every tweet, every update, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to follow again this week. Yeah, I, mean, I, I am too. It, you know, we're 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 loving the coverage. I mean, this time last year we had two writers. Now we have upwards of eight. Not every week, but you know, most weeks we're going to have a five or six. So we're we're you know we're we're excited about it. we're excited about the coverage. Um, Couple of uh, more games. So we talked about E Town McCaskey. We both have E Town, but that that should be a, f- a fun one. We'll have Jeremiah Miller. So I want to give him, Jeremiah a special shout out, uh, Aaron. Yep. Good. Because so this was Jeremiah's, he's been a writer for a long time. He's never written a sport in his life. He, he, he literally told me in our first conversation, he knew nothing about sports. He went out to John Bartram High School, which from McCaskey might be close to an hour and a half, maybe more. He went out there, you know, and did a tremendous job and he got to see a thrilling game and, yeah. and he wrote a, and he wrote a great write-up. Yeah, um, I was going to so, say, I read his article. It was great, I thought. So, I, I agree 100%. He called me after. He was so nervous because he never – he's written before and he's never written sports, but since he's such a talented writer, he just took what he, he knew and he transitioned it into football. Like, he literally knew nothing about football. Like, he – some of the terms he put in there were incorrect, which he had fully admitted. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, he I, I told him it was, it was one of the best articles I've seen. Yeah, I, I thought he did a great job, and I wouldn't have guessed that he didn't. You know, I know have a football background, and heck, I, I've been following football on every level my whole life. I still don't know a lot of stuff, but at least I know more than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast is over. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but now Jeremiah did a great job, and he's going to be our McCaskey writer. He'll he'll be at McCaskey's first home game under the lights this Friday night. A um, couple more games to get into. Um, we got uh, Matthew Ober. The Obernator is going to be at Donegal's their first home game. They welcome York Suburban. Um, really disappointing to watch Donegal Saturday. I was, you know, I. Got a lot of really interest with them with Coach Rudy being on their squad. They they couldn't they had no answer for E Town's offense. So I think they're going to do much better this week against the York Suburban squad that you know won't have the passing attack that E Town had. Yeah, yeah. No, I I need to uh, um look up more about Donegal, but I did pick York Suburban in this one. Um, yeah, well, based, except, based on except history. Me. Except me and the Obernator, we all you all picked. Let me see that. The Obernator, the Obernator is not to be underestimated. The Obernator picked very, Solanco. When he had very good. LS. Very the Obernator good. is in first place with our picks, just so everybody knows. And I know, so he's going to cover our Donegal games. He's a Donegal alum going forward. I mean, he he had to work that day, so that's why I covered it. But also, I wanted to you know catch them. One time, Donegal is one of these small schools that it's really well coached. You get a nice appreciation for. Um, but yeah, me and him are the. Oh no, a couple guys took Donegal. You, you and uh, Logan Moyer are the only ones who took York Suburban. So Logan is uh, rejoining the seven one seven for the weekly picks column. Um, oh, that's all, awesome! Yeah, he's all excited. I did him a solid. He's he's replacing Coach Wider, um, so he's out in front. 
with uh, C. Rich and the Overnator at 14 and 11. But so you and I got our work. We got our, our work cut out for us. Um, so we, you took York Suburban. I took Donegal. So that's a win for me. Um, real, let's recap. Now, one of the why, one of the I feel like it's not being talked about. Lancaster Catholic taking down York Catholic at home is nuts. Shout like, out Coach Way. Yeah, Coach Way and his his son. And if you read uh, Coach Wider's uh, article, yeah, the corner, right? He plays. Corner. Yeah, Brandon Way Jr. had the a fourth down breakup. He had a bunch of tackles. And we talked well, about him great, too. That's great genes. No, no, it is. I mean, <laughs> if you watch, if you watch his dad play. If you watched his uncle Billy play, which I did. I had pl- pleasure of playing against Brandon, but I watched Billy play. They're excellent football players. It does run in their genes. Um, but Brandon Way Jr. had a breakup at the end that won the game. He had a few tackles. You know, we talked about it last week. He's going to make a difference for them, and he already is as a freshman. No surprise there. But the way they won, Co- shout out to Coach Myrino. They had a couple of special teams touchdowns. They really shut down. Your Catholic is known to have one of the best offenses in the state year in and yeah. year out for, for 2A. And they have this LeVon McFadden, who got loose a few times, had a 50-yard run. But they did a great job on you know keying on him and shutting down his running ability because he had 50, he had a fifty yard run but he had one hundred and twelve yards rushing so take out that run it's not that impressive right um, he was under duress most of the game uh, good job to shout out to Scott Geibel for covering that game that was his first time covering and did a nice job but them to take down and you know with this new merger now they're in section five you you got to think. Coach Way's squad is one of the favorites in Section 5. Absolutely, and I have said that from the jump. Everybody else doubted me in uh, my week one picks when I picked Lancaster Catholic, but I had a gut feeling about it, and I went with my gut. Man. And, and I'll tell you what, who they got this week. No, so that's weird. I didn't do it this week because they – so They have a Saturday. They play game. tomorrow. They played the lone Catholic tomorrow, which is a, a tough team too. They, Why do they play tomorrow? There's a referee shortage, dude. I don't know if you've been reading oh. it, but it's a real thing in the PIAA. I don't know if it's like a countrywide thing, but PIAA for the last couple of years have struggled with lack of referees. And it's it's like a combination of you know younger guys not wanting to do it, not or but That's also a lot, of, a lot of referees just don't want to deal with crazy parents yelling at the stands. I saw it Friday night with a lot of LS parents. Screaming some not so nice things at the officials, kind of thing we talk about, but there's a shortage. So this crew could only, I guess, um, could only come Thursday because then they'll have another game Friday. Um, so until that changes, there is a, a shortage. But that long story short, I didn't put him in. I didn't put him in because their coaches texted us a bunch of stuff. No, that's fine. I, I, I forgot that they weren't in there. I, yeah, no, no that, they weren't. That, that's terrible. I mean, that you got to have officials. I, I mean, these guys, that's why I never understood the whole like hating on official things. These guys are out there doing hard work. It's the hardest job ever. Probably be my, probably the worst job ever to do in any sport. <laughs> I, I didn't you do refing at some point? It just seems like a terrible thing. I, I just, I mean, I, I, want, I got into it a little bit as a, like in my mid 20s, but I just didn't want to deal with yeah. the crap you deal with. Because no matter this, I don't know like the, the mindset you'd want to be an official. I'd have to talk with Andrew Kaler because he's been a yeah. basketball ref forever. But no matter what you call, you're wrong. And in yeah. football, 
and I think it's more with football, like the reasons are shortage because football is such a, you know, this an emotional, passionate game that parents are just really, and I mean, and coaches too, parents, coaches, yeah. and players are just really taking the officials too seriously. And they're just yeah. there, you know, to make an extra buck before they go home. And it's not a slight at them. Um, There's a lot just, of people on power trips in high school football. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Every, I mean, we talk about that PA football news every time. Like every parent thinks their kid is the best. I mean, I think that my kids are nine and six years old. So you know, <laughs> it's just a mindset you go in. So, but I mean, I'm not going to, doesn't mean I'm going to be Friday night. If no, I'm screaming at, at the official, or, you know, I just, so hopefully that shortage stops. So there's less of these Thursday games because Thursday is meant for NFL football now, but not tomorrow night. We got Penn state on. Well, even though they're not on the picks, I got Lancaster Catholic. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. They have to go out to the lone Catholic. It's so weird. I was just I was literally talking with Coach Way before this that they, they have an hour and a half bus ride. And I said, Well, you I hope you're off school Friday. Lancaster Catholic hasn't been back in school yet. They'll have two games before their first day of classes. That is crazy. I've never heard of that happening in high school football never. before. I knew. It's so bizarre. Ever since they a couple years ago started with these week zero games, you know. I mean, Penn Manor just went back to school this week. And I think McCat, you know, a few other schools did that. And I think a few other schools are starting this week. I mean, my, it's not just P- Pennsylvania. Like my, uh, my oldest son doesn't start school till September 7th, this wow. Wednesday. So it, you know, I, I mean, especially private schools can kind of go by their own rules. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have two full games in. That is so strange to me, man. Yeah. But yeah, so we won't have now. Scott Scott Guy will be back next week. He's gonna um, cover Lancaster Catholic and a few other teams the rest of this year. But um, best of luck to them as they travel to Delone Catholic tomorrow. Um, wrapping up here, what else did we miss? So we you got LS, I got Penn Manor. We both took Township. You took Mfield. I took York. We both took E Town. You took York Suburban. I took Donegal. Loser. Um, how about now? All right. So Columbia, that was another one that's, I think Columbia, speaking of like our week, our weekly picks, so yeah. I love Columbia. I had a great experience there for football and basketball last year. Um, and I love their fan base is so rabid. They, I mean, as soon as we posted that picks article last week, they were tweeting and replying saying, oh, we're just going to use this as motivation. I really think they did. I don't think – I think they took out – oh, our old coaches back there too. I think well, they <laughs> read I think our they, article. They saw, we, they, they saw that I picked them and were like, okay, we got the support of this young writer on the squad. And, and the older writers like you didn't know what they were doing. No, I know. I, I hope <laughs> Footman didn't read it, you know, because <laughs> I – I was hyping him up so much last year. I hope he didn't read it, but they, so central Eastern York had this quarterback, Austin Billet, who's, you know, still going to be a good player coming in that game. And they were, you know, riding momentum, you know, Bud Kyle's one of these coaches. He's, he's a great motivator and he's easy to get behind. I really just thought they were going to go into Columbia and win by a couple touchdowns, but Columbia obviously didn't agree with my statement and yeah, beat them down 34 to seven. I think they're going to go on a tear this year and uh, be section contenders. I agree. I 
I didn't know I wanted to see their first game, but now that I know, and we talked about what a great hire Coach Matthias was, and shout out to Coach Matthias yeah. on his first win as a head coach, the first of many. But they have playmakers, you know, across the board. Damari Sims looks like the next big thing for Columbia. We still have Artie Points next. They're making plays. Dominic Diaz Ellis making plays. So Columbia and Lancaster Catholic are my early picks now for Section Five. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I didn't even think twice about it. Picked them this week. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, like you said, going to be between them and Lancaster Catholic. And uh, I don't think it be, could be designed any better. Yep. No, no. And it should be a fun – every week is – I'm so excited for this season because every week – I mean, obviously, once we get to, like, week five and six, we'll have a well, better, better idea. Yeah. But even after this week, I don't know what they expect. Because there's a good chance Wilson could be 0-2 after this week when they play Central Dolphin. And you yeah. know they're going to – I mean, Central – and Wilson could lose all their games but the section games. You know, I mean, they're, they're yeah. a problem. I mean, Manheim Township could be 0-2. Hemfield could be 1-1. And, and Manor could be 1-1 after this week. McCaskey could be 2-0. and We don't yeah. know yet. That's how crazy it is. Cedarcrest is another – I mean, they have uh, – who do they have? Central Dolphin East? Yep, I uh, I picked Central Dolphin East in that one. Who else? Who did I pick? I'm going. Yep. CD oh, East wow. is, a, is a very good program. Yeah, and we picked CD East across the board. But Cedar Crest is another team that we can't fi- – it's hard to figure out. Sounds like they had some struggles with an okay Abraham Lincoln squad, but they pulled, pulled away. But, they, you know, they have an excellent quarterback in Jay Huber, uh, big-time running back in Fernando Marquez. So they're they're another team, you know. They could be one and one or two and one. We there's so much to figure out, and it's and it's 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 one of these years where nothing would surprise me. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. there's certain teams if they went eight and two or if they went two and eight. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's why I want these picks to you know this section to get a lot of picks um, to these picks to get a lot of uh, popularity with people because I think um, this this year is such a crapshoot. With all the yeah. with the new section, I just want to, I want people to get involved with it. So, no, and, and like like your father said, they used to use it as motivation when the the LNP writers would pick against them. So it's it's a real thing. Like Lancaster yeah. Catholic was generally pissed off at not just us, but at Coach Way because he the owner of the site and he coaches there <laughs> that we all picked against them. So they used it. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If I get text messages or emails or calls from coaches or players, please do. I'd love it. Yeah. We're all for the yeah. content. Yes. All for the content. At, at me on Twitter. I would love it. It's, What's it's, your Twitter uh, handle? Uh, it's my name, Aaron Frederick. It's not A. Freddy. Are you sure it's not A. Freddy? No. It's not. just my name, Aaron Frederick. Right, fine. That's not accurate, but fine. So wrapping it up here, uh, I'll be at Penn, or excuse me, I'll be at Dallas Town and Manheim Township. The Obernator, Matthew Ober, will be York's York Suburban slash Donegal. Uh, Colin Richardson will be watching maybe the best game in the county, York and Hempfield. Jeremiah Miller will continue his great work with Elizabethtown and McCaskey. Uh, and Stephen McCloskey will be at the Backyard Brawl in Atlanta, Willow Street for Penn Manor LS. He's looking forward to that. So, Make sure to follow us all. We'll have score updates throughout. Um, Aaron will have his uh, players to watch col- column coming out midweek. He did a great job with that. Um, we got our 
our podcast. We'll have another special guest next week. Thanks to Matthew Ramos for coming on. Um, follow us at 717. And players, we thank you so much. If you want to t- tag us in your huddle videos, we love it. It gives Aaron more stuff to do, so please do it. <laughs> yeah, man, exposure, man. We want that. We want these kids to go to college. And uh, We're here for it. Man, this, this stuff wasn't there back in the day, so if you get exposure, you never know. College coaches are looking at these things, so we want to help. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, send it to, or even just send it to Aaron. He'll, you know, he's great at breaking down film and check out his articles every week. Check out my interview with Landon Kennel coming, coming up tomorrow. Appreciate him stopping by the 717. Um, but thanks again, everybody. Aaron, any, any last parting words? Um, God bless America and God bless football. God bless football indeed. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week, same time. Thanks again. Give us a follow at 717 Sports.